Welcome to Madcasters. We have a special guest, Kelly Hollis, and we will be dealing with the topic Thriving Through Adversity, COVID Edition. You have just tuned in to the difference makers of a new generation. If you want to learn how to make a difference in your life, if you want the skills in order for you to impact your communities, Madcasters is your podcast. I invite you to get ready because this is the launch pad for you to go mad. What's going on, everyone? It's your host, Brian St. Louis, BSL, and we're here with another episode of Madcasters where we learn how to make a difference. I believe that the only way to effectively impact our world is to first progressively change the way that we see ourselves. That mindset transformation will launch us to enhance our holistic lifestyle and subsequently impact the world. So here you will get the necessary tips, stories, and inspiration to learn how to make a difference in your life and in turn, impact the world. Be sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast. We're basically everywhere from Apple, iTunes, Google, and if you would like to support this channel even more, you can become a Patreon supporter. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Madcasters. And you can choose whichever tier you would like to help support this channel even more. The more supporters we get in this realm equates to more episodes launched every week. And so if you see value in what we're doing in Madcasters, become a Patreon supporter. Thank you to all those who are currently supporting and to those who will be supporters. With us today, we have Kelly Hollis, and we all know that this is the COVID anniversary of 2021, a whole year in which we've had to deal with the global shutdown. One of the things that kind of brought me to want to get Kelly on this on this podcast is this post that she put and just about how she was willing to change her life and roll through all of the adversity and look to thrive in the midst of all that was going on throughout the year of 2020 so i'm really happy that kelly you're able to come on to the show with us why don't you tell us a little synopsis of who you are <laughs> okay so um i'm originally from the bay area okay um i have worked in different fields after college i've been in aviation in sales mm -hmm. uh the renewable energy space and now thankfully i'm in uh recruiting um, okay. I have also been doing hair on the side for nine years. Mm -hmm. Um, I do, I do weaves and I do braids as well. Um, so now cool. moving, now I just moved. <laughs> thank you. Now, since I moved to Charlotte, I'm trying to build my clientele. Um, mm -hmm. I've only done a few people so far. Um, but that has been my extra, um, source of income. And mm -hmm. in addition to my new job out here as well. That's cool. That's cool. And Kelly, um, today we're, we're speaking about a topic that I think many of us know, uh, but it's overcoming adversity. But now we're focusing a little bit more on this COVID edition. And so can you just kind of bring us or, or explain to us the story behind uh, what I saw in the post and the reason even why I even reached out to you. Can you tell us a little bit how life was pre-COVID into how it ended up turning out for you during that time? Yeah. So um, I'm actually going to start 
um, in, let me see, end of 2018, beginning of 2019, which was a year before COVID even, okay. before we knew about COVID. Yeah. Um, I was having, I knew I wanted to be in a better position instead of being a flight attendant, which is what I was for United Airlines. Okay. Uh, and I, <laughs> I wanted to get into tech. So I actually was able to get into a few positions thanks to some recruiting agencies. Um, but all of them happened to be contract p- positions or temporary positions. Um, so I was in and out of jobs for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of was rough for me because there are times where, you know, I had no job at all. Right. And I would just have to depend on doing hair. Mm-hmm. Um, 2020 came around. Um, and thanks to a friend I met in a previous company, her name is Nazi. Mm-hmm. She was the director of business operations in uh, the last comp- uh, one of the companies I worked for. Yeah, She knew the CEO of the company, um, the solar company that I ended up working for in January, 2020. So she got me a job with them, paid pretty good money. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a completely new industry, but I love the, the change. Yeah. Um, and I was like, finally, I got something that's a full-time position. I don't have to worry about these temporary positions, these seasonal positions. Um, this can be a career for me. That makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, I was so far behind. I got a few steps forward and then boom, COVID hits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still no worries. Right. Yeah. Um, the company survived for a little bit and come June, July of 2020, like six, six months later yeah. <laughs> into working with the company, I'm let go. Mercy. I'm like, wow. Like, just when I thought I finally had something, mm. it just put me back again. Um, so, yeah, the, it raised a lot of doubt and kind of, it, it did hurt because, like I said, it was a full-time position, which I haven't had. Even, even with the, uh, with while you were working as a flight attendant, you didn't have a full-time position back so, then? The flight attendant position was a full-time okay. position. Yeah, it just it wasn't for me. Yeah, um, fair enough. Fair is, enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I knew I wanted more for myself. I wanted to make more. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a consistent schedule as a flight attendant. You do red eye flights. You work weekends sometimes. You're, yeah. And granted, you do get to travel, which was amazing, you know, but um, I still knew I wanted more for myself financially yeah. and I wanted um, something stable, which at the end of the day, even if I did stick with being a flight attendant, I would have been let go as well. Mm. So I just found out a lot of people that I graduated training with to become a flight attendant were all let go um, from United Airlines. So regardless, I would have yeah, yeah. Definitely been hit. So you get let go. Um, and this is, Ju- this is June or July of, two- of 2020. It was end of June. End of June. Okay. What 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 happens next? Like I, I know you said you feel hurt. You feel you felt as though you were, um, you, you know, you started doubting yourself and, and realized that. I, I find it interesting that also you you started putting in the fact that with you letting go or being let go of, it also affected your emotional and, and mental health in that sense too. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
what what was next for you? What what did you end up deciding to do? Like what was what was the next point? So I kind of tapped into the hustler mindset thanks to my dad. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank thank God I was already doing hair because mm. that was literally what kept me afloat financially. Wow. Uh, it still wasn't a lot because I didn't work in a shop or own my own shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a mobile stylist. Uh, granted, it made good money, but again, this was just whenever my normal referrals would need their hair done. Um, And I, I lived a lot off my savings too, which kind of Mm. bothered me because, you know, being in your thirties, you're already thinking like, okay, this is going to be thirties is when you start your family. I mean, it, there's no rush. It could be forties too, but Mm -hmm. that's how I'm thinking. Like, how can I also make more money while I'm struggling to find a job? Obviously it's going to take time for me to find a job. So what can I do in the meantime to still make extra money? Right. Um, I mean, granted, there's Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Postmates, which I did try. Um, but of course, again, that's not something you want to stick with, right? Yeah, fair um, enough. I remember I did that actually um, when I was transitioning from from the United States because I was I was living in the states for almost all my life, but I moved to Canada in 2018. Uh-huh. Um, but when I transitioned from my job, I ended up doing Uber and Lyft. Uh, like full time, and it still wasn't that great money. But yo, I was when I tell you, like you said, you went to hustler mindset. Yes, I went to hustler mindset. I was working until like twelve a.m. Sometimes I was like, oh my lord, yeah, yeah. It's a blessing to have apps like like. It's true. Uber for sure. I mean, because I don't know where a lot of us would be if we didn't, Mm. especially now. Um, but I I did do that. Um. And I also started studying real estate as well. And I, yeah, I was going to work towards getting my license. My friend, Tamisa, was actually helping me as well as my, um, one of my business partners, Devon. Um, so they were kind of giving me tips on how to get my real estate license. Um, granted, I'm no longer in California, but it's still something I want to strive to do. But I definitely started studying for that. Um, and yeah, I just kept applying. Some of my friends were helping me with my resumes, like Nia and Jasmine, they were editing my resume for me. Um, and yeah, so I, I definitely used what I needed to use. Like I, I was trying other things, um, getting into real estate, reaching out to friends. Um, so that's what I did in the meantime till I got here. And so before we get into the whole traveling to North Carolina, what ended up making you even want to go from Cali all the way to <laughs> NC? Because uh, that's a big move. Yeah. <laughs> that's a huge, that's, that's two different cultures, everything of the sort, right? Before we get into that, I, I, do, wanna, I do want to highlight a point here. Uh, you, you were going through a, a serious time. Um, there's actually two points I want to highlight here. You're going through a serious time, and a lot of people went through this, uh, as we all know, during COVID. However, not too many people had a second source of income. Yeah. C- can you can we just elaborate a little bit more on of how that really impacted you positively in in this in this in this uh, season of COVID? Mm-hmm. Um, it not only impacted me positively financially 
mm-hmm. here, but also emotionally too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing something that I love. Doing hair Talk is something I love to do. Talk that's, about my, that's my passion. And mm-hmm. I show that on like social media. I talk about it. My hair is different now. Yeah. So, um, doing hair and and also that was my social life. Right. Well, COVID definitely took that away from a lot of people. Granted, I didn't go out that much, mm. but um, I was still doing hair, being safe, wearing my mask. If they had any symptoms, they let me know mm. um, and vice versa. Uh, they wore their mask. Um, so it worked out. Of course, my tools are always, you know, cleaned before yeah. each client. So there was that. But talking to them, because a lot of my clients do become friends, you know, like for men, the barbershop talk, right? There you go. Yeah. You open up. So it sure. helped me socialize. Um, they were kind of like, and I've never told them this before, but they're kind of like my therapist. Mm. They, they, I listen to them, but they listen to me too. Mm. And um, that's important. Yeah. That's so, yeah. I, just, just to touch on that for a second, just because you mentioned the barbershop talk, uh, like, you know, fellas come into the, to the shop, we talk, we, we wrap it up. It's just like, it's a time where people can kind of just be themselves, be free. Mm-hmm. And so you, you were able to offer that space for people, um, mm-hmm. not only for yourself, but also for others who are walking into the room and, and, and to have that type of dialogue, to have that type of, of, of room where individuals can just truly open up themselves to you and you can yeah. do that vice versa. I think that's, that's phenomenal. I think that's a very mm-hmm. beautiful thing to do, especially in the time of COVID where we found a lot of restrictions between uh, people and communities. Mm-hmm. Right. I completely agree with you. So, I mean, I would, I would definitely have to say to other people, find something you love. And mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it'll impact your, and, and if you stick with it and then make it a business, it impacts you again, not only financially, but emotionally and mentally too, like sure. hair did for me. So, so, so we see that once again, we, we talked about the fact that you were able to have that second stream of income that was able to benefit you, not just now financially, but also emotionally. Uh, but but the other point before before we get to Cali and, and North Carolina, too, is is the fact that um, you really you didn't stop trying to figure out what was next for you. Am, am I correct in saying that? Yeah. Okay. Cause, cause it seems like you went to the hair, you went to, you try to get educated on, on the real estate, mm-hmm. you were speaking to your friends, you help people were helping you with your resumes. You didn't stay stagnant. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that that's very admirable because we, a lot of us found ourselves, even me at, at some point of time, I, I did not lose my job in, in the midst of COVID. However, there, there was still this point of, I'm not gonna lie. I had a point of stagnancy. I felt like uh, I, I I let go just a little bit, but the mere fact that you were still willing to to keep pushing through, I think that that's a a very important quality that that many people need to have, especially in time in dire times. Right. Um, what do you think brought that upon you in your life? Like, what caused you to have that type of of mentality to keep moving forward even in the midst of adversity? Hmm. I didn't want to stay at the same point that I was already in. Mm. I, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. 
especially, like I said, you know, this started <laughs> like the end of 2018, beginning of 2019. Like I was already struggling trying to find a full-time position. I wasn't happy. Um, I knew I wanted something more for myself. That was enough inspiration in its in itself to, to push me um, and, and to keep me going. And then in addition, like my parents, I mean, um, just my, my parents aren't in the best place, um, but they always make the most of what they have. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm thinking like, if I could get to where I need to get to, where I'm not living paycheck to paycheck, yeah. Um, and of course living in Charlotte is a lot more affordable. So I'm yeah. saving more, you know, this can all, um, everything I'm, um, bringing in mm-hmm. cannot just help me, but also help my parents in the end, you know, they took care of me, <laughs> raised yeah. me. It's going to have to be my turn to do that for them. I'm so, yeah. um, that as well pushes me. If, if I'm struggling, the first people that would help me is my family. Mm. And, um, if they're already not in the best position to help themselves and they are trying to help me, that just makes it worse for them. So that pushed me as well. It's like, I don't want their help. I'm going to try to manage and do what I can. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if that means like I'm using my bottom dollar, tapping into my savings, Mm -hmm. you know, what have you. Yeah. I'm going to do what I can without getting their help. And I'm going to try to make it through on my, on my own. And my friends helped me again along the way. Mm-hmm. And from there, um, yeah, whatever, wherever it leads me, whatever I get, I'm going to share that with those who have helped me then, mainly found, my parents. So. Right. I found it interesting also that on your post, you said that um, some people tried to help you financially, but you weren't willing to take that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you, you really wanted to make this happen for you. Yeah. Um, why not even get, why not even take a little bit of help? Because in this time, I mean, you know, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like this is, it was your fault. You know what yeah. I'm saying? This was something that hit worldwide. So what was the, what was the thought process? What was the rationale behind that? Okay. Well, again, like the, the main people that offered me financial help is, is my parents. I've had okay, a couple times that I'm like, I got you, but it's like, yeah. No, (laughs) I don't feel like I have to owe you back. Not that my friends are great friends. They would never Mm -hmm. make me feel that way. But me as a person, I I would just be like, I need to do something in return. Uh, But for my parents, again, like accepting. So like I said, my parents not being in the best position that Mm -hmm. already was like, no, I'm not going to take anything from you. But and no siblings. Oh yeah, I have my my younger siblings and uh, okay. well, older brother and two younger siblings. So, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, but they got their own thing going, especially <laughs> yeah. they're building themselves up too. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I I thought to myself, what if, uh, you know, what if my parents could never help me, even though they say they can, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless, I'm going to have to try to figure this out on my own. There are going to be times where I'm going to be stuck. Mm. And maybe there's not someone I can lean on. I I feel like I'll always have someone to lean on. But what if there isn't? What if? Mm. You never know. How how can I do this on my... How can I make this happen on my own without the help of any others? I am not in dying need of finances. Granted, it was really difficult. You know, like I said, I, I literally had nothing. 
I just, except for my savings. And then of course the income from hair, but that paid for my bills. I didn't have extra money to, to buy other things, you Mm know, um, go places or enjoy life, like how you would want to enjoy it. So, but again, that that's more motivation to push you to want to do things because now you're not relying on other people. So that's another reason why I didn't want help. It's like, I, I got to force myself to work for this. This can be more motivation to get me to where I need to be. That's what's up. So can you, can you explain now how you went from California to North Carolina? (laughs) Most people go from the East coast to the West coast. Brian. Um, (laughs) Because, at least for me, like I dipped out. I, I grew up in New York. I ended up moving to Calgary. I'm all the way out west now. Uh-huh. But if I do go, if I do move again, I'm moving towards BC. I'm not. I'm not like, that's out west. I'm not moving to Toronto. So <laughs> what? What came about? Why you decided to move to North Carolina? Okay. And North Carolina. All right. Look. Right. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Okay. Go ahead. This is this is me being fully transparent with you. North okay. Carolina was never on my list of places to move. Yeah. Never, ever. Mm-hmm. I forgot it was a state. <laughs> just, <laughs> I didn't forget, but I'm just saying, like, I never thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I knew, but what I did know is I always wanted to leave California. Always. Mm. Um, you up there? Since, mm-hmm, born okay. and raised. Okay. Um, and Cali will always forever have a place in my heart. I mean, that's, mm. that's home. Um, but the thing is like with the cost of living, mm-hmm. this, I, I mean, the cost of living is crazy. And, and for what you get when you pay what you pay, like to live somewhere, it's. Can you give us an example? Cause like sometimes I forget. Huh? I, I sometimes forget. Can you give us an example of, of what it, what the cost of living is in California again? Like a one bedroom could be 2000 or more. Yeah, definitely. And you could find probably one bedrooms that are smaller, but they're like basically studios. Oh well, yeah, studios, but they're probably maybe a little bit less. But wow. but let me tell you something. What I'm getting first off, I'm paying less here. Mm-hmm. Not only am I paying less, what I have, I have all new appliances. Mm. Everything. I have an in-unit washer and dryer. You could you would never right. have it. Washer and dryer, um, uh, unless you're paying a portion, you have to do yeah. it somewhere else. My stove, my my fridge, everything, and it's a new apartment. I have an island in my kitchen, mm. a nice balcony. I'm seven minutes away from the airport, and you know, location adds to cost, right? That's true. That's true. Seven minutes from the Charlotte airport, less than ten minutes from one of the best malls in Charlotte. Mm. Like I, I cannot complain. You just upgraded them. I mean, it's just, <laughs> like it's cheaper, but not only is it cheaper, mm. like you're getting so much more. So it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So even if I did find something in Cali, which would be so rare mm. <laughs> um, for the price I'm paying out here, it would not look nearly half as nice as what this does here. You know what I mean? So the cost of living was one of the reasons mm-hmm. um, I needed change. I went to college in the Bay Area at Cal yeah. State Bay, and that wasn't far from home. Stayed in the dorms, which was pointless. I could have saved that money, you know. <laughs> stayed. In the, I could have just stayed with my we, parents. We, we all got that moment. We're just like yeah. we're from the house, though. 
right. With my friends, like um, shared a room, you Mm. know, with my girl. Uh, Yeah, it's just, it was, yeah. The cost of living was one of the reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And also like, yeah, I needed that change. I needed something different. I wasn't thriving in California. I feel like Mm. I needed a fresh start, especially after what was going on with me after, you know, the past few years. Mm-hmm. I need I need something different. I was like, let me just leave and finally be on my own because I've always lived with friends and family. Yeah. Um I I got something again that's affordable. I'm happy where I'm at in my in my workplace. And um yeah, I, I feel like I can thrive here. Mm-hmm. The feeling I'm getting um being somewhere different and starting off new. It's but yeah, so coming to Charlotte, what got me here was yeah. my friend referred me because she knew I was looking for work. She referred me to the job, the company I'm working for now, which is Credit Karma. Okay. And um, they have two offices, San Francisco and Charlotte. And of course, mm-hmm. like I said, I needed that change. Yeah. So Charlotte, it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I did not care where I was going to go at that point. I mean, as long as it wasn't like Mississippi or something like that. But yeah. I didn't really care where I was going to go. Yeah. Um, you were just ready to go. Yeah, my my main goal was to get to Texas, but that hasn't happened. Maybe later down the line, if the office opens out there. But mm-hmm. but yeah, that's how I ended up. <laughs> I ended up in California. I mean, in um, in in Charlotte, in uh-huh. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciated the fact that you said you needed to thrive. Um, so many of us have stayed in the same position. So many of us have stayed in the same place because mm-hmm. it's a place of comfort. And so right. we have many safe havens, you know, like, like you mentioned, you have your family, you have sometimes friends. There, there, are, there are those safe connections that even if you fail, you know, I still have ways for me to, to, to make it happen. Yeah. But you chose uncomfortability. You chose to be on your own in order for you to learn how to thrive by yourself. And I think, once again, this is another trait that that is exemplary, especially in a time like this during COVID. Um, because most people will, let's be honest, most people will choose the comfort in order for them to have the stability. But you're looking mm-hmm. to, you're not just looking to stay where you are today. Because from what you even said before, you're looking to get away from the whole paycheck to paycheck lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so you're looking for active ways in order for you to thrive, not just survive. And so I, I think those, those are those are great qualities uh, for us to to realize in this. It actually kind of brings me back to 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 my personal story. When I um, left New York, I never really went back. I I um I mean, I went back for visits, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I never I never went back in order for me to live. Uh, because I, I I knew I was like if I want to if I'm going to make it if I'm going to survive I'm going to take every step of the way to, in order for me to move forward on, on myself on my own and, and that's been it's been very profitable it's also helped me most likely most most importantly in my mind yeah. and so I, I I love the fact that you that you mentioned this whole concept of thriving and not just surviving because that's what can move you from California your safe haven to a new place in, in North Carolina, even though you probably never thought about it before, <laughs> but it's still, it's still, and now you're able to build your own roots. Now you're able to, to, to strengthen who you are based on your own identity. And I think that that's an amazing, it's an amazing place to be. What, what have you been learning the most uh, 
as as you've moved because you moved in you say you moved in october correct yes okay so what what has been one of the greatest lessons that you've been able to take since you've gotten out of 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 kali what what has been the yeah 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 i'll just leave it at that what's been the greatest lesson that that you've been able to to take from um moving from california to to north carolina Mm. The greatest lesson, um, I would say, um, and I hope this doesn't sound cliche, but remaining hopeful. Mm. Um, and I, it is, it has been a lesson for me because I didn't always have hope in myself, especially mm. like I said, when I thought I was taking a couple steps forward where I was staying those contract decisions or temporary positions, but I didn't. Um, when I had a full-time position, I was still let go because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I wasn't finding a job after that. <laughs> um, yeah, remaining hopeful. Uh, once I got here, um, it kind of brought me to tears. And mm-hmm. now having my place, it brought me to tears. Like it, um, my eyes are even getting watery now just thinking about it. But yeah. um, the lesson would just be remain hopeful, even when things don't seem like it's on your time. Mm. Yeah. When things are on, on your time, I'm like, yeah, I'm in my thirties. I feel like I should have already been here. Mm. Just an apartment. Like it's not even a home, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but um, I feel like I'm a little delayed, but I shouldn't feel that way. Cause um, things can happen. It might not be on your time or when you're thinking, but if you remain hopeful, like they will happen eventually. Uh, Lord knows when, but um yeah, I would probably say that's my my greatest lesson. For sure. You look happy. I'll, I'll say that for sure. You you look happy even from like uh, even from the post I remember I saw. It just looked like you were exuberating joy. It was like this pure bliss. I think yeah. that caught my attention too. I was like, "What is she so happy about?" <laughs> and then reading the post, reading the caption, um, you know, just understanding that you've gone through the, this struggle of 2020. And where you where you were able to come out of it, and how you were able to to make it, I think that that's what uh, really really got me um, to 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 reach out in that sense because uh, it's it's important. And so you know, for us to find happiness, um, sometimes even in the smallest things, it's 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 key to to keep our mental health. It's key to keep our even emotional quotient strong uh, as we as we move forward. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. It might be a little bit different, uh, but scratch, scratch the fact that you have a, a specific job at this point. You work in a credit karma. Um, if you had an influx of funds right now, uh, let's say you were able to, to be given that like you were given, let's say even let's, let's go as low. I'm saying as low as, but let's say you were given a hundred thousand dollars right now. What would be some of the things that you would choose to do with that? With that, with those funds, mm. I would definitely get my parents a home. I would buy the whole thing. I'd probably get them their dream car too, because I think a home would not be enough. Mm. Whatever they want, um, I would take care of them first. Mm. Uh, and my mom always told me to give back to the church. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's just a little bit towards the church and then mm-hmm. some towards some charities or mm-hmm. some movements also, yeah. especially now uh, with everything going on. Fair um, enough. 
I like that. Being a black woman too. So I would definitely give money back to that. And a lot of it will also go to now that I'm slowly learning about stock, mm. stock to, to make more money off of that 100K. Um, let's make it more, let's multiply, you mm. know, um, and then invest in property. And let's see. Would you, would you push your, yeah, yeah, of course. (laughs) But would you push your, your hair brand? Oh, I, you know what? A lot of people have always said, Kelly, why don't you get a shop? You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I feel like all of that is easier said than done. And Mm -hmm. they're saying this, but it's like, I need someone to obviously help, help me, help guide me. probably do my own research, but I also like the flexibility that I have now being a mobile stylist, um, being in control of my own schedule and not managing. Like if I did, you know, um, make it bigger, I would have to manage a lot more. So maybe, I mean, again, that if I multiply that, that money, then yes, I, I definitely would push the hair brand. Um, I'm trying to actually, I I met someone who's in marketing out here. Mm -hmm told me how much he normally charges to kind of like you know grow brands and um i was hoping he could probably do the same for me for hair so i yes i would definitely put money towards it because then it would it would um bring in some more clientele but anything as far as like a salon again i'm perfectly okay have having no salon at all you know and working the way i work Um, so i would push it but probably not in the way a lot of people would think I would. So. That's fair enough. Fair enough. I like that though. Um, hit the stocks, and we, you know, I could have a different conversation with you about even pre-IPO <laughs> compared to IPO, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, and then, uh, so you're, you're, I love the fact that you want to help your family because uh, that that's a huge virtue in and of itself giving back to God, giving back to charities, you know, because that's also a major thing that we do here with Matt Casters is making sure that uh, we, we highlight organizations that are always giving back to society. So I think that's awesome too. Uh, but the mere fact that you're, you're, you were, you were very smart in your answer in saying you want to multiply the, the hundred thousand, that's, that's going to be key because you want to f- always find ways in order for you to allow that to be generating income. So I, I, I love that. That's great. <laughs> I have I have a I have a question for you. This is yeah. we're now in 2021. Uh we saw the the conditions that that we lived in in 2020. Um and we don't know necessarily if 2021 will be a better year mm. um when it comes to the things that are happening around the world. We don't know. However, I always say this, you're not in control of everything outside, you're in control of yourself. And so my question to you is, what are you planning on doing to be the best optimal you for for 2021? Mm-hmm. So I, again, tapping back into 2020, where I was like in that hustler mindset. Mm-hmm. So I'm bringing that with me in 2021. And um, I'm also studying right now to get certified, to get NMLS certified. Um, okay. To do mortgage loan yeah. uh, 
yeah, mortgage loan off, become a mortgage loan officer on the side. So you plan um, on taking what you were doing from Cali, you know? Yeah, yeah, real estate time. Yes, yeah. awesome. <laughs> yes, awesome. I'm um, twenty twenty one. Let's see. Oh man, it already started off in such a rough year in <laughs> the United States. But uh, yeah, I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's another thing. Man. Definitely. Um, so I met someone that I also really care about out here as well, mm-hmm. who's helping me. He's the one that's helping me learn about stocks, and I've already bought some recently. Oh, that's, that's great. Starting one, so. I would say, again, just learn more about that and get really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I ever do get that 100K, that's where it would go. There you go. Uh, I'll continue to remain. You get 100K, by the way, from through the socks. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I'll continue to remain hopeful. That's that's what I've learned. And I'll, I'll just, I'm taking it with me. That's awesome. So um, I would also say that as well. That's great. I haven't had the chance to ask this question to any of my guests yet, so I'm going to ask it to you. What is something that is important to you or that perhaps many people don't really know about you? Maybe your family doesn't know this. Maybe, you know, close friends don't know this about you. But what is something that's very important to you that not too many people know? Um, Something that's important to me that people don't know. That's a really good question. That's actually a really good question because I've never, I've never thought about it. Mm. That that many people don't know. I've yeah. never. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm such an open person. Mm. <laughs> I, like I'm really open. Even yeah. if it's a new client, like I just. It's just an open um, book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not. I don't know, Brian. That's. I, hey. If you don't know, it, it, to me, to me, if that that means that you really are truly the open book, and you and you give yourself out there, you show yourself to who you are, and you're authentic to your true nature. There's nothing I, to hide. Is it okay if I actually? I mean, I know you're asking me questions here, Brazil. Yeah. Ask you that question. Oh yeah, there you go. Flip it on me. <laughs> um, to you that people don't know. Hmm. That's a great question. I would like to hear an answer. That question. Oh man, now you may really put me on the spot. All right, <laughs> man. See, it's tough, huh? Yeah, it really actually kind of <laughs> that is not a question to ask on the spot. Um, but you're probably an open book too. I am. I am. For the most part, I am. Yeah. Um, but I guess I would say I don't. I mean, I think people know this about me, but it's like, how much do they really know? I I really value um educating myself like like deeply learning i don't know how how much people actually know that i read a lot because I, I wasn't a big reader before i didn't i didn't really care to actually one of my one of my good friends um and i he's on my pod he's gonna be on my podcast this week uh he we just had a discussion about the whole thing that happened in capital uh the u.s capital and um so that's what we're gonna be talking about but we um he he showed me how reading can truly change your your life, and we were in high school, you know, junior senior year, and this guy's reading books during lunch. I'm like, who, like, bro, eat your food, like, <laughs> bro, come on, eat, like, instead of, 
<laughs> so I was focused on chilling and having fun and eating, and then he's like reading, and I'm like, mm-hmm. and, it, and that really that really helped me to see a, a different side. He's always been someone that I, I kind of looked up to. I don't know if I ever told him that, but yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. I think educating myself is is and learning, learning more, spending time listening. Um, that's something that I truly value. Uh, I don't. I, I think people maybe some people know that, um, but but not. Many, but not not too many people know. Like I I, I wake up, um, especially especially now. It's been one of my one of my um, New Year's, I don't like New Year's, New Year's resolution, but mm-hmm. one of the things I wanted to change this year was uh, my sleeping patterns. And so I wake up at 5 a.m. and I spend two hours reading every morning. Um, uh, I pray and I read. That's just what I go into now. So, yeah, this, I, I, yeah, that that's something about me that not too many people know that I, I would say. Yeah. I love that answer. I'm definitely going to have to think about an answer for that, too. Yeah. But- changing sleeping patterns. I hear that a lot from like really great business people. Yes. Um, Yeah. yeah. They put a lot of time into working. They wake up early and they stay up late, you know, and maybe might take like a small nap here and there, but it's not, it's not like they're just fooling around sleeping Uh in and all that. So I guess so much done between that five and nine o'clock slot. It's, it's Mm -hmm. insane. Like I, I realized I wake up in the morning, even if I, so it's four hours, but even if, and mind you, my schedule is a little bit different now, but even if I woke up at eight, between eight and 12, I don't get nearly as much done compared to as five and nine Still right. four hours, but it's just the productivity level is immense. So I, I think it definitely helps that I wake up early. Um, my brain is more productive. I think clearly and mm-hmm. I'm able to to do more. And uh, yeah, so that yeah, for sure, waking up in the morning and it's helped me lose weight too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I, I could see that ha- happening because you have more time to do physical activities. It's true into your schedule somewhere. But it's also the fact that when you have good sleep, um, it helps to burn fat like well in that time that you're sleeping because that's one of the top times that you actually burn a lot of fat is while you're sleeping. So, I had no idea. Yeah, so proper sleep actually helps to burn fat better. I used to I used to bodybuild. I used to be on stage and stuff like that. So it was, yeah, it was a whole different level for um in that way. But I haven't done it in years. But to come back now and I'm like sleeping better. I'm like, oh man, I forgot how this feels. It does. Mm-hmm. Feel <laughs> it does change. Yeah. So yeah, for sure, for sure that. Yeah, man, Kelly. Um, I'll say this. I really appreciated your your authenticity. I really appreciated the fact that you were willing to to share with us your journey. You didn't have to. Um, even even responding to me. One of the things I really want to normalize is, is highlighting everyday people, not just your CEOs or not just your major influencers, but I want to highlight people um, who are everyday individuals but are still special, still valuable, still so worthy, and so. That's that was one of the things I said from my very first episode, and I and I was going to be very uh, intentional about that. Is 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 reaching out to individuals, no matter what status you are, no matter where you are in life, as long as you you're able to give us value about uh, how you know you've been able to grow in your own personal development and how you're able to help others along the way. And so I, I really appreciate your authenticity in this. 
uh, in this in this podcast episode and just uh, expressing to us who you are and how you've been able to to overcome the adversities of COVID. Do you have anything, any last things you want to leave or last statements you want to leave with us uh, before before we before we wrap up here? Yeah. Um, if anyone is to take anything from this, I mean, mm. just remember we're all human. We all have problems. Nobody's perfect, no matter what you see on social media. I mean, granted, I post all the good things. I, I, I don't want people to have pity on me or, or feel bad, but we all have issues. I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. And especially now during the pandemic, I mean, you're not alone and remain hopeful. Um, like I mentioned before, that's what I've learned and got out of this. Remain hopeful. And, and things will turn around. You may not know when, but they will mm. if you remain hopeful. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Kelly. I really appreciate you. appreciate um, your willingness and, and your story and the advice that you've been able to give to us today and just the overall flow of this episode. I really enjoyed my time. So, <laughs> Me too. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much and looking forward to to seeing what you're doing next, because I'm pretty sure it's going to be awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Madcasters. Please remember, do what you were called to bring into this world. Find a way to make a difference in your life and in someone else's life today, even if that's just one thing. Follow us on Instagram. Don't forget to leave a rating and review and become a Patreon supporter. Tune in next Thursday as we continue to grow and inspire because... This is the launch pad for you to go mad.